Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur, are looking to start your journey tomorrow, or are someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is the place where you will learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear real-life, authentic stories of entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to download it after you tune in today. My guest on the show this week is someone I met when I first started grinding as an entrepreneur. I was getting my name out there, attending networking events as frequently as I could, and above all, connecting with amazing individuals like the man I have with me today. Another part-time snowbird, and another entrepreneur and someone you will learn a lot from. Here is Mr. John Landers. John, thank you for joining my podcast today. I'm great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, John, why don't you go ahead and share your story with our listeners and share what you're working on today afterwards? Sure. Well, um, I've actually been working on uh, something I used to do in New York City before moving here. It was a um, monthly music showcase. We called it the Big Apple Indie Music Series. And um, basically, T-BAMES for short, so we abbreviated it. Um, it was a monthly showcase supporting independent artists, all genres or most. And it was also networking for them to connect with industry people from music, entertainment, TV, and film, um, including A&Rs. And what we did was we'd bring in, and a typically uh, event would be 8 to 12 on a Wednesday night. We'd bring in up to six different artists, always mix the genres, and they'd each do 20 minutes or four songs each live. Um, for the uh, people that we brought in, and then plus their fan base. Um, it was quite unique. We were probably one of the top uh, showcases in New York for the time we did it, and uh, we really enjoyed it. But uh, since I'm in my second marriage and my second wife has a daughter and granddaughter down here, I was uh, inclined to make the move down to Florida. Um, and as a result, I'm still researching the market down here um, because it's a lot different than New York, as you can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, John, thanks for that, and thanks for coming on today. Each week, something that I do is share an entrepreneurial story that is sure to inspire our listeners. I like this part of the show, John, because I get to learn a lot more about different perspectives from entrepreneurship. Since I have someone involved with the world of music and musicians in front of me, I'm going to introduce the story that many of you may not know, but you definitely know the name in Johnny Cash. His real name is J.R. Cash, a name chosen because his parents just couldn't agree on a name for their newborn. As a child, Cash was poor growing up, a son to two farmers during the Great Depression. This is really interesting for me, John, because this website, Tuts Plus, this music database, has all these stories that I never knew about. Nothing was going on in his family's way. Things only got worse each and every day. His brother, Jack, was killed in an accident on a sawmill, and he saw many other of his friends have similar instances. Similar to many people at that age, he went on to go to the military and improve his life. Unfortunately, Spending time in the military was definitely not an upgrade over the cotton fields. He didn't fit in well in either place. He left the military, got married, and similar to Elvis Presley, moved to Memphis, Tennessee. He started working as an appliance salesperson to earn some extra money in his new city. He eventually got up the courage to ask Sam Phillips at Sun Records for an audition. Sam Phillips was one of the most well-known producers in the 1950s. His life of being poor, struggling, and not knowing what tomorrow will bring soon ended, but his early formative years grew up during the Great Depression were never forgotten. 
These times played as a major motivator and a major influencer to form many greatest hit songs that he made. Like many young people at the time, Cash enlisted in the military to make his life better. But like I said, it didn't. And we're all lucky as music fans to get some Johnny Cash records. Yes, that's pretty cool. So I, 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 I learned something, too. He also um, actually uh, learned how to translate Russian Morse code while he was in the Army. Really? Air Force, Air Force yeah. Yeah, man of many tools. I, I, looked, I looked up myself. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's that's what it's like. I like to find these articles from. I've been using Tuts Plus. It's called for the music articles, and they do these great write-ups. And you know, I I wasn't too too big into music, so I'm learning things each episode. So thanks for that extra piece of info, John. But now let's yep. get into the big five. It's five questions that I go over each week, John, with each interview I do for each entrepreneur. So question one: When did you realize that you weren't happy with what you were doing, or that you just needed a change? Well, good question. And um, back in the day, I was a manufacturer's rep in the hardware, lawn, and garden industry. Um, we were, uh, my territory was actually Maine to Virginia. I was doing 54,000 miles a week, a year rather, on, the, on my car, traveling to all the different Home Depots, big box home centers to sell and support their our products in the stores. Um, I kind of burned down in 99 and as a result, went through a divorce from a 29 year marriage. Okay. Um, that kind of decide, made me decide, you know, this is not really what I want to do anymore. Um, I switched gears. I actually uh, started to pick up graphic design, self-taught, and actually bought a business in 2001 on 9-7, of all days. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was an existing uh, company business. I bought that. And I tried to make it, uh, you know, tried to keep it going. But... After a few years of that, with the 9-11, that industry was starting to go downhill anyway, and I decided, you know what, music was really my passion. So I became a songwriter, and that's what I what kind of saved me from my depression going through that divorce. Um, and I decided, you know what, I want to pay it forward from now on, and that's when I started the Big Apple Indie Music Series. Yeah, I, I love that, and that's, I didn't know that about you. I mean, that why you brought it all together and why you got involved in this uh with T-Bames, because when I met you, probably, what, four or five years ago now, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's awesome to see that you're still grinding with it. What are one or two of the most difficult parts you would say to being an entrepreneur for question number two of the big five? If you had to pick one or two, please describe that for us. Well, uh, one of the biggest challenges is finding the right uh, partners to work with, um, and, and without hidden agendas and their own ideas of what they want to do, because I, I had a team in place in New York, um, that I thought would continue the showcases while I, re, you know, built it down here. And then the week before I moved, they all bailed on me, deciding that they didn't want to do it without me physically being there. And actually, I was doing most of the work anyway. So I figured, all right, I got to be different. You know, I got to take a different view on how I pick people to help me with my projects. And that, that's been my, one of my biggest uh, uh, challenges. Also, um, working with people in the industry that aren't who they, they claim they are, but they aren't. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, snakes out there that will, will try to take advantage of the artist and not provide what they offer. Yeah, I can imagine. I learned that something similar when I was doing real estate, that buyers are liars. You know, people yeah. just lie and they, they blow the smoke just to get the conversation, but end up wasting everybody's time involved. Yeah. yeah selecting the right people is tough to even, even as far as your business model, besides people just to work with in that facet, but supplier relationships and for your venues. What's the biggest venue that you organized for T-Bames when you were up in New York? 
Well, we started at the Gibson Guitar Studios on the Midtown Manhattan West Side, which actually was under the radar because it's a place where a lot of the headliners go to rehearse for their concerts in the area. Um, I happened to find that through my uh, networking abilities, which I studied networking first before I even started this. <clears throat> I read a book called uh, Endless Referrals by Bob Berg, it's B-U-R-G, which gave me the fundamentals about networking because most people don't know how to network and they, they don't do it properly. Um, by doing that, I connected with the people that got me in touch with Gibson Guitar Studios. They loved my concept idea, so we were, were there for like seven, eight, almost seven, eight months of doing the, our showcases there. Unfortunately, they were going under some renovation, so we had to find a different venue. And we moved from that to uh, Tobacco Road, uh, the Cutting Room, um, and um, ending up at Toshi's Living Room, which was part of the Flatiron Hotel on 26th and Broadway, which was our final uh, area, which we, we had a great time there. It was right on 26th and Broadway, picture windows right on both sides with the stage in the very corner. And on a good day when we had a performance, we'd draw people right into the uh, venue, venue. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Question number three here. What is one of your greatest failures and what did it teach you? Uh, it kind of relates to what I mentioned earlier, uh, trying to work with right people in the industry. Yeah. yeah, so, um, and more recently, when I moved down to Florida, I was approached by some people, this guy who was an NBC executive in New York and knew what I was doing, and he had touched base with me when I was up there, and he wanted to get involved. And he said he would, um, and I, had a, I actually had a showcase planned for the first year I was down here in 2015, um, and he promised to have his people come in and do a live stream to 200 countries through um, various different networks. And the week before my event, which I had six artists already lined up, um, suddenly he wasn't available. I couldn't get a hold of him. He wouldn't answer my texts, my messages. And I had a, I had a feeling, well, no, this guy wasn't going to come through. So I had actually canceled the event and started over saying, you know what, no rush. I'm not going to take my you know, rush on this thing. And that, I'm, that's where I am today. I'm just trying to find the right people to get involved with this whole uh, you know, program. Yeah, it's unfortunate that certain people can set you back quite a bit, but you learn from it and now you're a little more selective, which is an important lesson learned, right? So yeah. number four, I, I like this one because there's so many possibilities for each person to choose from. If you could choose to have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would that be? That was an easy one for me, Steve Jobs. Yeah, and, He's saying he, he I mean, I read his biography, which fascinated me completely. Here's a guy that knew exactly what he wanted to do, regardless of all the people that, you know, were against whatever he did and the way he did it. But he did it. And he, look where we are today with iTunes, iPhones and all this other stuff that he's developed. I mean, the guy was phenomenal. I have a lot of respect for him in that. Yeah, I agree. How, how would you think he would feel if he knew how many versions of the iPhone and how it's not? This, the one phone anymore, how there's, you know, the C, the S, the so many versions. That's a good question. I, I'm not sure if he like, would like that or if he would be already to the next uh, level of different types of uh, technologies yet. Um, we're, we're kind of like in a stagnated uh, situation right now with so many of the same people doing. I mean, the Google phone now and the Samsung, they all do similar things, but they're it's just a competition now, and it's, it's unfortunate. I think uh, iPhone really was a catalyst for where we are today. I think it was as well. The reason I asked that is because some, somebody I interviewed uh, on a prior episode brought up Steve Jobs, and that was the comment they made, and similar answer. 
So now, number five of the big five, John, where do you see yourself and your entrepreneurial endeavors in one year from today and then five years from today? So let's start with one year from today. Where do you see yourself and your entrepreneurial endeavors? Okay, so I, I hope to be able to actually start my music showcases within the next year um, in the Tampa Bay area uh, with the right corporate sponsors in place and what have you. And I'm really researching that still. Um, I, part of that is that I, I'm also very critical about the venue in terms of the quality of the sound system that they have. Um, what I find in most uh, areas, most uh, coffee shops or you know music places, the sound systems are such set up in such a way where the engineer doesn't let you hear the vocals. You get the instruments overplaying the vocals, and you really don't know what the person's singing about or what, what if they can actually sing. That's really critical to me in, in anything I do. I'm always making sure that you can hear the vocals clearly um, with the music behind it. Um, and I, I'm sure anyone who goes to a concert or whatever kind of a out, you know place out there, whether it be uh, the the attic or uh, various different venues. I won't just choose anyone, but yeah. there are issues, you know, you don't, you're not guaranteed the quality of the, of the engineer where you go. And that's the difference between here and New York. New York used to, most venues in New York have their own built-in backline or a sound system with their engineers, and they're usually pretty good, uh, but not in every case. But here, you have to outsource, so you're really not, you don't have control of the quality of what you're going to get when you get there. And, and that's my biggest challenge right now. I might even think about opening my own venue at this point, which would be a challenge itself. So that's more of one year plan. And five years from today, five years from right now, what are you well, hoping for? It's, it's building the T-Bames brand um, further and to replicate what I'm doing, what I will I'll do here into other uh, major music cities. It's not just for the uh, Florida area. I want to have a, a broad a global presence. And that's my goal long term, including developing apps that, that connect artists in a way that they haven't been connected to their fan base, to the industry, et cetera. There's a lot that can be done still, and I'm still working on that. That's all very exciting stuff. I'm excited to see how far you take it. So, John, it's time for the last word. Is there something that you want to share with the listeners today that we did not get a chance to touch on? Well, let's see. That, that one I wasn't playing. I, I studied that. Yeah. Um, Basically, it's, it's teaching the artists, um, the, the, the industry today, because um, if, if you're an artist today, an independent artist, you really need to learn the business side of, of, the, of this whole industry. Um, without that, chances are you won't succeed unless you have the luckiness of, of meeting the right people. And that's part of the networking aspect. You have to be professional. Um, don't be have a big big ego on yourself thinking you expect everything to come your way. It's not going to happen. Um, be uh, respective of the people around you who help you and of the venues and of your fan base. That's really critical. I love that. Thanks. John, why don't you go ahead and share your social media, your website for TBAM, something to give our listeners a way to follow your endeavors. Yes. Okay. So, so uh, I'm, uh, the uh, website is uh, T Bames. That's T is in Tom, B is in boy, A I, M is in Mary, S is in Sam dot com. On Twitter, it's Creative John, uh, also T Bames, T B A I M S. Um, on Facebook, it's Creative John sixty two, but it's also under the Big Apple Indie Music Series. And on uh, Instagram, it's T Bames. Uh, that's mainly where we're branding ourselves. 
And actually, T-Bames, uh, just so you know, it was the Big Apple Indie Music Series, but at the end of the day, it's going to be the best artist in the music series. Because what I look for are artists that have know how to have stage presence, know how to engage the audience, can sing on key and not be off-key without auto-tune or something that makes you sound better than you are. So that's where it state, takes, separates me from most other um, events out there. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. I'm also on LinkedIn under T-Bames and John Landers as well. Thanks for sharing that, John. You can also follow the show on Instagram at your favorite morning podcast and on Twitter at Podcasts by Lancey. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is VincentALancey.com. Be sure to check out my book on Amazon, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and DM me or email me. Let me know what you think of it. If you really enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work hard to find value-delivering stories for you each episode. And as always, I will follow the last word with a quote that inspired me, and I know it will for you too. Dream it, wish it, do it. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur. <laughs>